Hi friends, welcome back to Weaving Wisdom. So today I want to spiral back to wholeness. Wholeness is something I spoke about in one of the first episodes and as usual, because my life allows me to walk in spirals of learning through the same interesting invitations, moving to deeper layers of understanding, I have once again arrived back to wholeness. And in this spiral of learning with wholeness, I have been inquiring about how wholeness influences my creative process. Creativity has drawn my focus. It has become this space of learning for me in my present reality that I deeply want to understand more fluently. And I'm noticing that those coming to engage with me are also in a process of unearthing their voices. Folks that have felt the brewing of something in their bodies for years are now feeling this deep desire to express and all those that are migrating to my understanding of reality, all those that I am feeling drawn to explore in their realities, we are all in this journey of feeling that culminating expression and discovering within ourselves what that creative journey looks like. What is the invitation for my gifts in this moment? What is it that I'm here to create and share? So in that, I have come to wonder about the ecology of our creativity. All the ways in which we prepare to offer our creative voices and all the elements that are present in that creative ecology, all the facets of our being and our landscape, our geography that we are going to tend to in order for us to feel the readiness to bloom in our creativity. Wholeness feels like a primary ingredient. And so I began to explore how does wholeness influence the creative process? Why is wholeness important for the creative process? And what I began to uncover, reveal, discover in this inquiry felt a little jolting to me specifically because the wording, the shift in perception was surprising for me. Specifically, the understanding of shifting my perception out of intention and into inquiry. Intention is something I have utilized as a tool for many years. It is a well-known concept that is often supported in rituals and practices and ideas and creative processes, most people love to bring attention to intention. 
And when I began to unpack well, what is intention and why would I why would I navigate away from it? Uh, intention being the collection of our energy and directing that energy towards something very specific, right? Asking our frequency field to focus on something specific and then direct that specificity. Essentially asking for all things to attune to that specific thread. That's the way I began to understand intention. And there is an immense value in focusing on intention and giving energy to understanding your intentions. But we're going to set that aside for this conversation. It is not to be eliminated. Simply set aside while we build the muscle of inquiry. And that is what this wholeness inquiry has directed me to the understanding of what inquiry is, why inquiry is so important, and how inquiry relates to wholeness. So inquiry in this conversation is a state of receptivity. It is a, an openness with what is arriving to you through you and for you. Inquiry begins a swirling of not knowing. And in that humble place of not knowing, we have access to guidance, to wisdom, and to novel perception, all of which can support us in shifting our core beliefs. When we focus highly on intention, we are actually controlling what we are focusing on. We are deliberately, consciously choosing what it is we want to focus on, and we are making an energetic request for all things to attune to that specific focus. And again, there's value in that. But when we are in a process of creativity and within that creative process, we are asking to restore our wholeness, we need to exercise the power of inquiry, of being in the mystery of being comfortable in the not knowing and being receptive to the guidance that will help us walk in integrity with our wholeness. The inquiry facet of this experience allows us to be in the newness of our mind. It naturally opens our wholeness intelligence, our primal states of being, our primal sensory awareness. When we're in the inquiry, it opens all our receptors to begin noticing the subtleties of the energy in our experience, to begin noticing the sensory awareness 
of our bodies tuning in with reality. We notice the, sh- the subtle shifts. We notice the communications that are coming from interbeing conversations. So when we're in a state of inquiry, when we're asking for guidance and clarity and wisdom and perspective and ideas, inspirations, we begin to notice synchronicities around us, subtle languages of confirmation that help us know that we are walking our true path. We begin to notice sounds and smells and we see things with more depth because we are looking for something. We are looking for the mystery. We are looking for the guidance and not in a way of obsession. We're not obsessively seeking, but we are in that general receptive state that allows us to take in the symphony of what's occurring around us so that we can feel the cohesion of the messages that we are receiving, the cohesion of the direction that we are being lulled into by this beautiful mystery of experience. So inquiry is where I began, and inquiry gave me a deeper lesson about what that actually means. It means being in a state of openness. It means being in a conversation with reality. It means being in communion with reality rather than in a more distinctive direction with reality, right? Rather than being in a state of control with reality, I have surrendered into the mystery of reality. And I am seeking to commune with that and navigate in the present moment with that. So when we're in a state of inquiry, we are less concerned about planning outwardly, about creating a timeline, about having a end goal, about the outcome of the journey. Instead, we are present with the experience of the journey itself. And within that, we are offered opportunities that we could not have predicted, that we could not have mapped out or planned. We are offered opportunities to integrate our learning in real time. The mystery of that walk is what sparks creativity. It's what allows novel ideas to move through your body. It's what allows you to access your wholeness and receive the wisdom from each facet of your being. And those multitudes of mystery, all the parts of you, those weave together to create your gifts and your gifts choose 
to express in a unique way. Mimic. A concept that I have received from listening to this amazing woman, her name is Amanda Flaker. She speaks a lot about mimic. We live in a culture of mimic. And mimic is actually what keeps us in lack. It's what keeps us limited. So when we are walking in the inquiry, when we are dancing with the mystery, when we are in a receptive state for those novel experiences, those novel expressions, for those present moment translations, there is no mimic occurring because we're not trying to replicate a path that has already been walked. We are not trying to control an outcome. We are not focusing all of our intention on one thing in the form of intention. Rather, we are inviting the uniqueness of our receptive state to take in the symphony of energy that's happening around us, translate that through our specific unique lens, and then allow that to alchemize in our being and inspire our unique expression. Hope this is making sense. So that was the beginning of this exploration of wholeness. And the restoration piece, again, was about becoming a cohesive expression of me. Becoming a cohesive expression of me which includes all the parts of me, all of that coming together as a cohesive weaving and allowing that cohesive weaving to guide my choices as opposed to being a curated expression of me, meaning that I am picking and choosing which parts of me I have decided are acceptable pieces to allow expression through. This does not negate having discernment or distinction. I think it's incredibly important that we maintain discernment as we navigate, meaning that there are certain parts of my wholeness that choose to be in the sanctuary of me and not be exposed to certain parts of reality to places and spaces that don't feel safe, to places and spaces that don't feel respectful, honorable, or nourishing for my wholeness. That distinction will not go away in my experience. That is part of my wholeness, to be in discernment. But discernment is different than curation. We have a culture that promotes curated expression. It invites you to specifically mimic other expressions and it asks that you curate your expression to display a certain level of perfection or healedness which is a whole other piece that I'll go into in a moment but that invitation to mimic replicate and um, curate some sort of ideal of perfection and healedness 
it actually it actually is detrimental to our wholeness because the reality is we're all fucking messy complex humans dealing with a multitude of emotional experiences on a daily basis we are all navigating our shadows and our griefs and our sadnesses and our angers all the while also experiencing the immensity of love and divinity and joy and the beauty of connecting and being in communion and in belonging. That is the insanity and the beauty that it is to be human. So when we attempt to curate ourselves and then display that curation as an expression of our true, authentic self, we are, we are actually diminishing our ability to be whole. And again, this doesn't mean don't have discernment about how you express yourself, but if you are whole within your own self, if you have the ability and the fluency with your wholeness to feel all that is true for you, that wholeness will come through all of your expressions. No matter how you decide to express yourself, the wholeness, the authenticity, the uniqueness will move through whatever channel of expression you choose. So it's not about the distinguish of what is okay to share and what's not okay to share. It's more about where you're sharing from in yourself. Are you sharing from your wholeness or are you sharing from the fear of letting certain things be seen and the idea that certain things are okay to be seen and other things are not, right? Like this obsessive place that we get stuck about what will be acceptable, valuable, worthy versus the wholeness of the reality, which is you are naturally acceptable. You are naturally valuable. You are naturally worthy. That is actually what this earth reality is. We are all meant to be here exactly as we are. So coming into that understanding and really leaning into how do I become a cohesive, cohesive expressive expression of myself, a cohesive expression of my wholeness, How do I do that? That's a restorative process and that requires you being in inquiry. That requires you being in a state of openness. That requires you to be in a state of receptivity. It requires you to be willing to feel all the parts of you and to listen with all the pieces of you and notice the external reflections that arrive to meet all the parts of you the beautiful symphony of reality that comes to meet all the parts of you. This leads me to the conversation about shifting out of the idea of healing and into the idea of holing. We have become obsessed with this idea of being healed. And when we get stuck on this journey of healing, we essentially perpetuate the wounds Because the idea of being completely healed means 
we're going to have to find every single fucking wound in order to come to this state of perfection that we have idealized. But that state of perfection doesn't exist. In fact, it is a false ideal. It's an illusion, a delusion, a distortion. Your perfection is in your wholeness in this present moment, just as you are, with the complexity of all the parts of you that are in varying stages of life, death, and rebirth, in varying stages of feeling vital or depleted. Your wholeness is your perfection. So if we can shift our energy into the becoming of a cohesive expression of wholeness, rather than this idea of healing, I feel that we have more opportunity to feel belonging within ourselves, to feel a sense of acceptance within ourselves, to relieve our nervous systems of this perpetual pursuit of being healed, which is inevitably depleting in itself, because does it allow for rest? Does it allow for presence? Does it allow for messiness that is naturally going to happen when you are a human being? <laughs> I mean, folks, let's get real. We cannot eliminate mistakes. We cannot eliminate messiness. We cannot, we cannot avoid the accidental shitstorms and the sometimes intentional shitstorms that we create in our experience. We cannot avoid feeling. We cannot avoid the spectrum of emotion that we are here on earth to experience. We cannot avoid messy dynamics with people that we choose to be enmeshed with. We cannot avoid the intensity of intimacy. If we are avoiding those things, if we are choosing to uh, disassociate from what it means to be human, then we are not really living in our aliveness. We're not really living in our beingness. We are certainly not living in our wholeness. And I don't think that we came here to not be whole, to not be human. I heard someone mention on a podcast the other day, her name is uh, Carly Ray Bowdry. She does amazing womb work. And she was saying that she does not give a fuck about ascension. She's here to be human. And I resonate so deeply with that. While I am for the integrated expression of our wholeness, which to me includes the multidimensionality of this experience. It includes the unseen realms. It includes psychic abilities. It includes connecting with the expanse that we cannot see. I am fully for being a human being while you're here, for grounding into this reality, for presencing with all that is real here in this earth realm. 
That is why we're here. It includes the multidimensionality, but the whole truth is that we're here to be whole humans, humans, (laughs) human beings, messy, complex organisms of miraculous magic that are part of a whole ecology of beings that are present here. We're here to be human, folks. So there is no perfection outside of what you exactly are. It's super important to allow that perfection of your present moment to be what you're in inquiry with, right? You are actually your most powerful intention. So in this journey of understanding how wholeness influences the creative process, we need to understand that restoring the wholeness in us is the first step to having access to our most unique creative expression. Your most unique creative expression is your contribution. And what I mean by that is the gifts that you carry, you carry a set of gifts. This living, breathing expression of something that is distinctly, naturally magical through you. You carry gifts. And when you're here on earth with these gifts, you get to play with them, create with them, dance with them, express with them, engage with them, love with them. That is your contribution. That is your bloom. That is your nectar, your essence the woven expression of your gifts, and it's incredibly unique to you specifically. We each may carry similarities, threads of continuity in our gifts, right? I know how many different poets, different writers, different fluent speakers, but we all do it in a very different way. We're all inspired through very different things. We are all translating that wisdom and that magic through our unique instrument and that unique instrument needs the distinction of the shadow realm of the parts that we try to hide the wisdom that we carry in our wounds we need that to help create the distinction in our expression in our way of creating art of creating beautiful works of heart So we need to come into a deeper celebration with our uniqueness, with our distinction, with our gifts, with our shadowy aspects that we allow to integrate into our wholeness, right? Celebrate the uniqueness and step out of mimic. Forge your own path. You don't need to follow anybody else's complete footsteps. In fact, you were not meant to thrive in somebody else's pathway. In the creative sphere, specifically when it comes to folks that want to create something in an entrepreneurship type way, there are many options out there 
of folks that have created a system or a framework or a pathway that they would like you to join them in. And while I think there is value in receiving the wisdom of those that have walked before you, I think it's incredibly important that we forge our own pathways, that we step into the responsibility of our gifts, the responsibility of being whole and unique, and give our presence and our energy to cultivating our own unique pathway of sharing our gifts, of offering our voices. So you are your most life-altering intention. Your wholeness is your most life-altering intention. And in order to be in the restoration of that wholeness, you need to build the muscle of inquiry. Learn with your questions without needing answers. Right? Allow what it is that you seek to become a question, an inquiry. And then let the potentials arrive into your perception through that inquiry. Not an answer, but another ingredient to support you in restoring your wholeness and stewarding your energy in integrity. Cultivating creative works of heart through your creative ecology, through your wholeness. When we have a sense of cohesion inside of ourselves, when we begin to allow all the parts of us to be present, even the messy parts that are sometimes unbearable to witness within ourselves, that cause messes in our reality, that create energy tangles and miscommunications and whoopsies, when we allow all of that to be real and true and present, when we allow that to be seen in our intimate, safe sanctuary spaces, when we sense that cohesion, that's what connects us into the cord of belonging. That's the delusion that has distorted our reality, our idea that belonging exists somehow outside of us and somehow within the curation of our being, right? That belonging will happen if I, if I contort myself to be something specific that I see outside of me invites me in. If I look like this, if I express like this, if I pursue life like this. When we mold ourselves into mimic, we actually rob ourselves of belonging because the belonging lives in the cohesion of our wholeness. The belonging happens when we feel whole and when we learn to accept what that wholeness feels like and allow that wholeness to be infused in all that we do. Infusing all of our relationships and our engagements and our creations and our ideas and our pathways and our landscapes. That's actually what gives us the most access 
to receive what it is that we seek. The pilgrimage of integration, that is the journey of restoration. We are walking a pilgrimage to our wholeness. And again, this isn't some idea of being healed. All the parts of you are going to be at different stages all the time. That is a natural occurrence when it comes to the ecology of something. If you look outside, if you look to nature, nature is in varying stages in every single season. The season may have a specific energy that is dominant. So in spring, for example, all these things are sprouting up. There's flowers coming out and coming into bloom, just the beginnings of its blooming. Yet there's still death happening. There's still decay occurring. Some things are just at the very beginning stages of peeking out through the soil and other things are budding. Other things are blooming. There's various stages occurring within the season. And we are similar. We are similar. When we allow ourselves to step into the cyclical nature that is our primal blueprint, we begin to notice that we too emulate seasons within our experience. And within those seasons, we are in varying stages of life, death, and rebirth through our wholeness. So there is no state of, of healing. Like there is no state of being fully healed. I don't think that's real. But I think wholeness is real because wholeness includes the parts of you that are depleted alongside of the parts of you that are vital. The parts of you that feel abundant and resourced and ready to give and then the parts of you that are going dormant that need a moment that need some extra tending those things are layered they exist all at once so there is no healed complete journey over there is only the pilgrimage of wholeness that invites all the parts of you to be present exactly as they are and allows you to be in whatever stage you are in each and every single day. Gives you permission (laughs) to feel all the things you feel in a day, to have emotions fluctuate throughout your daily experience. It invites you into presence into acceptance, into the cord of belonging in the present moment, exactly as you are. And this is important for creative process because it's in this wholeness that you have access. That you have access to all the pieces of you sparking ideas through the alchemy of integration that you have access to your unique way of expressing, which is 
precisely how you're meant to express. Lean into your weirdness. Lean into your distinction. Lean into the parts of you and the way that you desire to express yourself that's different than other people. Doesn't mean there can't be threads of continuity between how all of us choose to express ourselves, to create our art, our works of heart. And lean into your distinction because that is actually your gift. When we disrupt mimic, when we inject mimic with distinction, with uniqueness, we jostle the patterns of reality. And that is the gift of your creativity. You are sparking novelty, remembering, activation, wholeness in other people, in all the beings that receive the gift of your creativity. You are offering them the frequency of wholeness through your distinct expression. And that naturally sparks awakening inside of each of us that feel resonant with what the other is offering. When we feel a reverence and a resonance for the creative works of heart that are coming through somebody that we are drawn to, it naturally activates different facets of our wholeness inside of us. It sparks alchemy. It sparks ideas. It sparks creativity inside of us. Not to mimic or replicate what that person's doing, but to navigate through our distinction, through our gifts, through our creativity. So wholeness is incredibly important. In fact, I think it is one of the key ingredients to our creative process to our creative ecology. And the journey of restoring that wholeness, tending to that wholeness, nourishing that wholeness, that is the ritual and the practice that feeds creativity. And it allows us to navigate without gripping, without obsessing, without curating to a degree that strangles and limits our ability to be creative. Wholeness reminds us that things shift and change. It reminds us that we get to be new each time we create. That there is no specific mold that we need to fit into we are allowed to morph and shapeshift as our wholeness guides us into novel expressions of creativity. Your voice is so important. Why? Because it's part of your gift. Your expression of love, your expression of creativity, your expression of the wisdom that you carry is a gift to this reality. In the same way that a tree's primal blueprint. Just by looking at it, 
I feel the gift of its presence. And there's so many layers to how a tree is gifting to me in my reality. How many ways a tree gifts to reality, gives to reality. Linden came through as the medicine that I journeyed with for this opening inquiry back into wholeness. Linden is wholeness medicine. Linden is a gigantic, beautiful tree with heart-shaped leaves and blooms that smell like honeyed sweetness. And it's just this amazing, softening, loving energy. And I drink Linden regularly. I make a long infusion of Linden And when I drink her in, she calms my nervous system. She tends to my muscles and my tissues by relaxing me and nourishing my body in a way that signals my nervous system to relax, to calm, to feel resourced. She taps me into my wholeness intelligence because she moves me out of hypervigilance and into the present moment, the sweetness of the present moment. That helps me tune in with my wholeness intelligence. It helps me tune in with my sensory awareness. It helps me be in inquiry, be in receptivity. And then I can feel the wholeness of me. I feel resourced. I feel calm. I feel nourished. I feel present and I have the ability to tap in and tune in with all the communications, with all the languages of wisdom that are speaking through me. So my invitation for you is to lean into inquiry. In fact, any place that you have an intention that you're carrying not asking you to delete intention, but set aside the intention for a moment and translate that intention into an inquiry and explore what it might feel like to be in inquiry with your intention. Begin listening with your wholeness and the whole ecology of your reality as it speaks to you through your inquiry. Tap in and tune in to the creative works of heart that are brewing inside of you. What is the unique distinction, the unique way in which your wisdom, your gifts are longing to be expressed through you? I would love to hear more about how this inquiry is opening your perception, and your thoughts about shifting into inquiry, your thoughts about becoming a cohesive expression of you, your thoughts about releasing mimic and embracing your uniqueness. What is your pilgrimage of integration look like? What does it feel like to 
imagine wholeness in your body? What does it feel like to release the idea of healing or being healed and rather embracing the complexity of your wholeness? Okay, folks, that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate every person that is bringing their presence to what I am learning. All right, talk soon.